What's up, everyone? This is Chris Weidman, and on today's podcast, UFC light heavyweight Dustin Jacoby joins me to talk about his controversial split decision loss to Khalil Roundtree. And this weekend's main event between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira, as Dustin has been in there with Pereira and kickboxing. I also break down UFC 281 from my own perspective and discuss the fights I'm looking forward to the most. Take a listen. The UFC light heavyweight contender and my friend Dustin Jacoby. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's an honor to be a part of the show, and I love the intro, the uh, the Tom Petty running down a dream. You know, that's my walkout song, so that gets me fired up, man. I got chills when you introduce me. Let's go. You're ready to fight now. Just don't fight me. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, you're coming off a controversial, very controversial split decision loss to Khalil Roundtree last weekend, UFC Vegas 63. What's your thoughts on that fight now? It's been a little bit of time for you to process it. What's your thoughts on that? And, um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super upset, man. I, I feel like I, I had a great streak going. And for the streak to be ended that way really breaks my heart. You know, Khalil was a tough opponent. It, it was a tough fight. I knew it would be. Um, I just think that, you know, I, I think I won that fight. The numbers don't lie. I outstruck him. I was a cleaner fighter. He, he was swinging big. Don't get me wrong. The guy's got major power. And he connected a couple times. There's no doubt. But, you know, I was never rocked. I was never shook. There was never a knockdown. He swung a bunch, uh, you know, swinging big and, and just swinging on air, hitting my arms. I had a good guard up, and I just thought I landed the more cleaner cleaner shots and, and crisper shots, and, and I controlled the entire pace of the fight. I thought that I was in control in there the entire time, and, and uh, you know, it is what it is, man. It sucks. You know, you get it. You know, we're paid to show up. We're paid to win, and, you know, to get half a paycheck on a controversial fight like that, that you know, the, I outstruck him every single round and the numbers showed that and, and to not be paid in full is, is pretty rough, pretty, pretty tough to accept. But I think it's just going to be a, a little bump in the road. And, uh, you know, my stock wasn't hurt too bad. And I think we just lived to fight another day. Yeah, man. I honestly, I didn't have you losing one round. You walked forward the whole time. He was super exhausted. Like his body language is like terrible. I don't understand that. I don't understand how judges see a guy who's completely exhausted, swinging for the fences, missing, hitting your arms, whatever, and you're staying in his face, backing up, bringing, him, bringing the fight to him. The, that the, like the, how did the judges score that for him? It's like, how do you, what do you think they saw in that fight? You know, I don't know. I, I guess maybe some power. You know, he had a lot of power, but yeah, he did. Um, like, like your, 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 your podcast, your show, I won't back down, man. I didn't back down the entire fight. I thought I, I came to him and in the second round, my coaches and cornermen were screaming, you're breaking them. And I knew it. I was like, yep. I, I will say one thing, you know, I guess right at, right after the fight, uh, I went up to him. I was like, Hey man, tough fight. This is before the decision came out. And he go, he looked at me. He's like, man, I just wanted to prove to you. I wasn't a pussy. And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I heard you, you were calling me a pussy. I was like, hold on, bro. I was like, I never once called you a pussy. I said, you're mentally weaker than you are physically strong. And I straight told him that to his face. I said, dude, if I think you're mentally weak. And I think if you got your mental side up, I was like, physically, you're a killer. You're one of the hardest punchers, power guys I fought. And I was like, the mental wise, we all have to work on it. I work on it, you know, every day, you know, I'm not saying I've got anything. I'm not the mental toughness king, but I do have a strong mindset and I work on that daily. And I had told him, I was like, if you get that up to par with your physicality, I was like, you're, you're a killer, man. And, uh, you know, that talk that we had right there was like I had won and he had lost. And yeah. uh, that, that's, that's the vibe I got from it. And, and then we go to the decision, man, and, and I think we were all caught off guard. He was caught off guard. And, and, and another thing, I think because 
you know, he was breaking a little bit in the second round. And I think because of what he had heard I had said, or he thought that I thought he was a pussy, whatever it was, I think that made him fight harder in the third round. I think if I had never said anything, if that had never got out, that he would have broke and I just would have completely ran away with it. Instead, he came out a little bit harder. So, you know what, if that's what it took him to, to bring out a better version of himself, uh, you know, I was, I'm glad I was able to do that. You know, it takes two to tango and, and competition breeds success. And I think I, I brought the best out in him by uh, saying what I said. And, and uh, I, I think he definitely, you know, fought his, one of his hardest rounds in the third round. But um, like you said, man, I think that uh, you could have, I think it would have been more, uh, uh, people would not have blown up more if it was 30-27 unanimous for me than, than uh, 29, 28 for him. You know, I thought there wasn't a single round that I, that I had given him. you know, just being in there with him. you know, when you go toe to toe with a guy, you're, you're the yeah. one fighting. And I felt like I, I had it from start to finish. And fortunately the judges thought different. Bro, Mark Montoya is going to have, you're not allowed to do any interviews before fights. Now you're giving these guys ammunition. Yeah, absolutely, man. I thought that's one thing, you know, this last week I was on, on an elk hunt and, you know, out there with no service and in the woods. And a lot of times you just sit there in silence and think. And, you know, that was one thing that came up to me. I think I did give him some ammunition uh, by saying that. And I'll learn from that, you know, every experience is a learning experience. But, I mean, by no means did I speak out of, of character, out of mind. I mean, I thought that I said what I said, and, and I, I still believe that's true. And and I also believe that it made him a better version of himself that night. So if that's what it takes, I mean, kudos to, to that and, and to him. Yeah, and I love that. That's what you're saying. It's like, all right, I gave this guy ammunition, but it wasn't like you're afraid of giving somebody ammunition. Like, good, the best ver I want to fight the best versions of these guys. I don't want to fight the the weakest version. Yeah, which I think is more man. on the rare side of fighters these days. I agree, and uh, that's why. I mean, I, I know, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm one of those rare breeds. You know, I've been in this game for for 12 years professionally, and and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Here, here's another thing too. Going touching base on that is. You know, the judges see I had, I had a couple black eyes and, and maybe they, they're scoring the fight that way. But when you've been in this game for 12 years and, and six years professional kickboxing, man, I, my, it, I, get, I have scar tissue built up all over my eyes. Two weeks before this fight, my eye was swollen shut from uh, sparring, uh, bumping heads with a guy. You know, this, the same eye that was black and blue that night was completely looked just like that, if not worse you know, two weeks prior. So it doesn't take much for, for the eye to swell up or, or get black in the fight. Yeah, I agree. So the light heavyweight division, like, where do you see it now for yourself? I feel like it's an open division. Um, you know, you won. I think you won. The, like, I don't think the UFC is going to look at you like you lost this fight. I thought it was a great fight. You brought the fight. Uh, in my head, you won the fight. So you haven't lost in nine fights, basically, in the UFC. Um, is it in the UFC, right? All nine? Uh, I th no, not all nine. But there's... Okay. Uh, uh, no, I guess that would have been nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been the night. He had one. one draw, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Kulaba. I mean, you're on a crazy streak. Um, like, what name, what, what fighter do you see in the lightweight division, light heavyweight division, that you think would start bringing you up that into the rankings a little bit higher? Yeah, so I, I got to uh, number 13, which was cool. I, I fell to number 15 after this. Khalil's one above me at 14. Um, and I was really wanting to, you know, get this win. I was gunning for Vulcan Ozdemir, you know, a guy that's fought for the world title and uh, in the top 10. And I thought that, you know, that that's a really good uh, style matchup for me. And, and uh, I think that's, it would be a great fight, but 
Uh, unfortunately, he you know, he fought uh, Krylov uh, the week before me, which actually the UFC, they, they had offered me that fight and we completely accepted. I would have fought October 22nd, but uh, Vulcan declined because he wanted to fight somebody ranked higher, rightfully so, right? When you're at the time, he had just beat Paul Craig about the same time I beat to Un Jung. And he went up to like number eight in the world. So number eight, he's not looking at number 13 or 14. You know, he's looking at something to get him closer to the title. And you happen and, to be, in my opinion, a nightmare matchup for Ozdemir. Yeah, I, I think so too, one. you know? Yeah, yeah you know, and, but, you know, I'm not going to say he declined because of the, the matchup. I think he declined because of the rankings. Like, screw that. You know, I want to get closer to the title. Yeah. And yeah. rightfully so. Who won it? Um, and, and of, of course, he, he fought Krylov, a higher-ranked fighter, and, and uh, came up short there. So I didn't get that fight. So uh, they offered Khalil. I was like, of course, I love that matchup. And then after, I was going to go with Vulcan. But now I guess he's, uh, he's injured and having visa issues. So I don't think that fight's going to materialize. Um, you got Ryan, uh, Ryan Spann, I think, would be a great matchup. He's fighting uh, Dominic, Dominic Gray. Yeah. Is that next week or did that that's just happen this yep, week? That's this, ne- that's this week coming up. Oh, that's this week. Is he's that fighting in New, New York? York? Yep. Yeah, New York. Yep. Oh, he's sweet, on the cards fighting him. Yep. I'm going to be at that fight, by the way. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. We'll hang oh, out. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah, we'll have hell to yeah. hang out and link up for sure because we're, we're going for if you're, uh, purely for fun. So we'll have oh, to get yeah. together. All right. Yeah, me too. I'm doing the weigh-in show for uh, UFC on Friday morning. And then I got some – because I, I haven't been back to New York in a while, so I got a ton of people I have to see. But we'll run into each other. We'll hang out. Saturday night, definitely. I'm in. For sure. Uh, maybe before the fights too. But um, so Dominic Reyes versus Span. Who do you, who do you like in that fight? You know, I think I think Reyes edges him. I think honestly, I think Reyes is a, a little better fighter. He's you know hasn't been the same since fighting John Jones. Um, what is that, bro? Because I honestly thought he beat. I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I honestly thought he beat John Jones. Well, it was certainly very, very, very close, and, yeah. and he definitely brought the fight to him. And, and I could totally see uh, the judges giving him that fight. Um, yeah, and then I guess, I don't know, man, uh, you know, you go through a, a tough battle like that, it could break a guy and maybe you lose some confidence and maybe you lose, you know, you get a little fear to get knocked out or you take some shots. I don't know what it is, man. He I also really think like you fight John Jones, you lose a very close decision where you think you won and now you have to work back up again. It's like, are you kidding it's me? De- yeah, yeah, it's demoralizing. I think that he just got broken. He, he legit got broken in every which way and – you know, people react differently every time when that happens, you know, it's, are you going to, are you going to overcome it? Or are you just going to, you know, never be the same? And uh, who knows? He's got a big test this weekend and Ryan Spann. And I love the Ryan Spann matchup. I would love for that fight, you know? And, but again, when you freaking, when you, when you lose and you fall down the rankings, these guys are ranked above you. They're going to climb. They're not going to want to fight 15. They're going to want to fight what brings them closer to the title, especially when I'm a tough matchup for, for these guys, you know, I'm, so I don't know. Like you said, the division's wide open, especially with John Jones gone, DC gone. Um, I think the current champ right now is really good. I think he's uh, super unorthodox. I think he's like a two hundred five Tony Ferguson. You know, I feel That's like you good, can't. yeah, I like that analogy. Yeah, man. I, every time I've said that, people are like, "Holy crap, you're exactly right." And I, I think that he is that type of fighter, and I think he's mentally very, very strong. One of the, one of the uh, mentally toughest guys in the division you know you saw in that glover fight he's putting some bad spots and it's gonna be hard putting that guy away so um i think he's he's a good champ and i think that he'll end up retaining that title and i think that uh you know there's opportunity for guys like me and other guys in the division to go get a shot at it 
you think a lot of your confidence, uh, like especially stand-up wise, when you're going against these guys in the UFC, comes from the fact that you fought in glory and did kickboxing for a long time and had a lot of success there? Oh, without a doubt, man. You know, those it, it, it's just a completely different sport. When I first went to kickboxing and that first night I had that tournament, I fought three guys and they were all pretty good. One of them was 19 and 0. One of them was 27 and 1, and his only loss was to Mirko Krokop like three months prior to that. Damn. And uh, I beat these guys. I knocked everybody out that night. I'm like, dude, kickboxing is my thing. Like, I can just go. <laughs> these guys are awful, but yeah. they were Americans, right? Yeah. And I was like, American wise, I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm as tough as they come and getting yeah. straight on the feet, man. I'm pretty good. Well, then I, I got, I climbed the rings. I started fighting these, uh, these European guys and these guys from other countries that, dude, they're just night and day so much better striking. And I, you know, I took my lumps and, and I just learned from competing with them. And, uh, you know, I lost like four fights in a row with glory, but man, if you go, I, I don't have any shame in that whatsoever. Cause those guys are absolute killers. And again, yeah. like I said, when you, when you're the one going toe to toe with them and you feel it, like you just realize it's a different breed. Jeez. And there was guys I trained with in Holland that were amateur fighters. They had like a class B class C class. So a class being pro and then anything below that you're working your way up. And there was C, C class fighters that I, I was like, dude, no doubt. If you go, you could go fight in the UFC right now. And if, if it was a straight stand-up fight, you're knocking guys out in the top 15, no doubt. And, you know, they're just that wow. good. And they, they've been doing it their whole lives and they're just, you know, super tough. And, and uh, I, I credit a lot of my, uh, a lot of my success these days and, and just going through it to get to it with the experience with those guys. How long did you go out of the Holland for? I was in Holland for total uh, close to like eight months. It wasn't all at one Damn. time. I, I went over there uh, uh, two or three different stints. I spent over there. And, and uh, the first time I was over there, the longest time was like three months. And then uh, I went back a couple different times uh, for a couple months here and there. So you wear uh, that's the pants really, in your relationship, huh? Yeah, well, it was <laughs> tough, man. And in fact, you know, my wife is super supportive, man. She She's, you know, she hasn't been able to really find her, her niche or what she wants to do in life because she's always supported me and always believed in me and, and uh, which, which has been huge for, you know, where I'm at, what I've done. And that's why now, you know, getting into the UFC and getting to your third or fourth contract and, you know, it's starting to pay off a little bit and, and I'm super thankful I do that for her, but we actually contemplated moving to Holland and I was going to train there full time and live there. The one reason we didn't, man, is the weather sucks. It's Does like it? super dreary. There was like one day in the first 60 days I was there where there was sunshine. And, yeah. and that day I remember dropping down, just being so thankful, like, damn, this is awesome. And when I got back to the States, just made me realize how good we have it here. You know, it's just people take it for granted and everything that we have and the cool thing there the people man it'd be pouring down rain and they're just out and about walking like it's you know they're just enjoying life living life everything's smaller they think we're crazy because everything's bigger here you know they, they come over they go to a restaurant they order food and they're like what is this man these portions are just outrageous no wonder all you guys are fat you know? oh, I, was so like, fat. I was like it's how we do it here in america man but uh yeah that's the one reason we didn't move over there was the weather the weather sucked uh, I hear you. If you're just joining us, this is Chris Weidman, Won't Back Down Radio, and I'm talking to Dustin Jacoby from the UFC, light heavyweight division. Um, so you talked about one is like some of your losses in glory and not being ashamed of them. I know you had an uh, opportunity to fight Pereira, Alex Pereira, who's fighting Israel Adesanya in the main event after only having four fights in the UFC. 
What's your thoughts on him? And then also ultimately, what's your thoughts on the, that fight that's going to be happening? Because we've got two great kickboxers and you come from that background. Yeah, um, I have a ton of respect for both guys. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy watching both of them fight. I enjoy watching both of them compete. Um, Adesanya has really grown on me over time. Um, I, I like him more and more. The, As a the person or a fighter? A little bit of both. I mean, he, he is he is a little different, but that, that's what makes him who he is, you know. And, uh, you know, because when I first – when I was in glory, I was fighting for the title. And I remember he fought. He was on, like, undercard. I was fighting Simon Marcus. I'll never forget the first time I saw him, the way he was staring at me. I'm like, who's this motherfucker? And I was like, I, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to want to fight sometime. You know, I'm going to be crossing paths with this guy. Yeah, I had a so similar was- interaction with him, by the way, at a UFC event. Like, he was staring me down, and he was like, oh, all right. I see what I am up against. And I'm like, bro, who are you? You're exactly yeah, I mean, look right. at that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why I, re- I definitely respect him. And, and I, uh, of, of why, and that's why he's at where he's at. Right. Uh, Pereira, on the other hand, the first time I fought him, man, he was 14 and 0. Uh, we fought in a tournament. It was a four man tournament in Croatia, Zagreb, Croatia. Uh, it was, yeah, March, March 8th, 2014. The only time I've ever been knocked out. And, uh, you know, I, I was up against him. I knew he was a pretty good boxer. I uh, thought I'd be able to chop him down. I had a great camp. I was in Holland, Breda Holland for that camp. And I uh, actually just flew straight there from Zagreb or from uh, Holland to Croatia, Zagreb. And, and uh, we got matched up first, man. And he caught me. He, the thing about him is he's so incredibly fast. And again, you, you, if you, all these casual fans or just people in general can have these opinions of these fighters and these people, but until you go toe to toe with them, you just have no idea what you're talking about. And the thing that caught me off with him is how fast he was and, and how long he was. That's interesting and, because most people talk, they talk about his power. They don't really talk about his speed. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, the power is coming. So, <laughs> so it, his speed caught me off in like 30 seconds in the fight. He caught me with the right hand. That was super quick. And it, it, it rocked me. And, and dude, you, I have, I, I have a chin. I have one of the best chins in the game. You know, I could take some shots and you know, it's one thing. I, if you're going to play this game, you better, you know, be thankful that you have that, you know, it's not something I'm necessarily super proud of, but if you're going to play this game, you definitely want it. And uh, he caught me with that first punch that was fast and it zinged me. And I was like, Oh shit, my legs were never under me. And uh, I was still pretty young in my career. And of course I try fighting back hard. And, you know, I threw this left hook that never even made it because he threw a left hook dude and put me out. And while it is a knockout, I will say I knew I knew what was going on the entire time. I knew exactly where I was. I knew what was happening. I was trying to get my mouthpiece out. I I was done. There's no way I was fighting after that, but I knew what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it was like I said, it's the only time it's ever happened to me. And I and I from that experience, I knew everything. I knew right where I was. I knew what happened. I knew you know what was going on. And and uh, right then and there, I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to watch this guy because you know that was that was pretty damn good. And mm. of course he he. Blew up through the division, through Glory. He was the 85 champ, the the 205 champ, and they do it in kilograms. So, and to, to compare it, it'd be middleweight and light heavyweight champion. And yeah, one of the hands down hardest puncher that I've ever uh, faced in my career. And you know, I think he, he's a he, he's a guy that works hard and uh, he, he trains hard, and uh, he kind kind of comes up from nothing, man. So he fights for a lot. And I think this fight this weekend is going to be epic. I think you know, and Adesanya has lost to him twice, but the one fight you know he got knocked out or tko'd whatever and then the other fight was uh super competitive and that he lost i think uh I th- i'm gonna give the edge to adesanya in, in this matchup i think that 
Uh, he's going to just point him from the outside. I think he's got a lot to prove as well. You know, this is a big one for him. At the same time, man, you can never count out Pereira. The guy is one punch away from from ending anybody's night. And like I said, his, his speed and range and power is just off the charts. Thank you for all the insight on that because I don't think there's really anybody out there that could give that type of insight. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I just I just love that nobody really like knows how good you are yet. So I could get great lines on your fights. So let's just yeah. stay, let's stay quiet, bro. <laughs> I know, man. He's, Especially he's the dude before to... this that you fought. I, was, I love that. That was that was oh, ridiculous. The dude yeah, bro. man. That was. Uh, I tell you what, dude. I feel you know he was a big guy. I feel like I fight, but I fought the majority of my career at one eighty five. I feel like I fight better at 205 and I feel like I fight better when guys are bigger than me because I, I have more speed than, than people think. Uh, you know, that's what makes me good. I have the the frame at 205 to compete with these big guys. Mass wise, they, they're way bigger than me, but I think that works to my benefit, man. At 185, I was too slow. Guys were a lot quicker. There's a lot more wrestlers at 85, a lot more grapplers. And at 205, there's a lot of big guys that I could stand up and bang. And there's no doubt in my mind that I, I can catch those bigger guys that the Jan former champ, I feel like I match up really well against him. I agree. And yeah. Because you're a little, you're a step ahead. I think on all those guys, you're a little, yeah, faster. I, and that's why I got to uh, Jung. I was pretty nervous for that fight. Cause he had the long unbeaten streak. He was undefeated in UFC. It, it was, and I had just got to the top 15. So I was like, man, I have to defend my spot. You know, it sucked to get here, then lose and be back out. I, I fight better when, when guys are bigger and, and, and have more power. And, and I just, I'm quicker to the punch, man. So yeah, that was a great fight. Any of those light heavyweight big dudes out there right now who happen to be listening into won't back down radio. Don't be afraid. Okay. Yeah. Jacoby <laughs> is right here. I'm coming, man. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Busted open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE hall of famers, Billy Ray and Mark Henry and hardcore wrestling legend, Tommy dreamer, Dave LaGreca here from WWE to AEW impact, new Japan ring of honor and more. We talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Rick Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. UFC 281. Uh, I'm super excited. I will be heading out to New York to uh, do the weigh-in show on Friday morning with the UFC broadcast team. And so I'll be breaking down the fights then as well. Uh, Fight Nation will be broadcasting live from Legends Bar in New York City on Friday from 5 to 7 p.m., free to the public. So make sure if you're in New York City to swing by and visit our friends uh, while they're doing their broadcasting. Um, the main event, we got Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira for the middleweight title. This is my weight class, so I'm definitely looking on very earnestly. I'm super excited about it. Uh, Izzy will be looking to defend the middleweight title for the sixth time against Alex Pereira. This will only be Pereira's fourth UFC fight. So it's kind of crazy to, to think that he's fighting for the belt this early. As he put himself in the title position after taking out Sean Strickland at UFC 276, that was a first round knockout. He hit him with that left hook that is kind of famous at this point. Super crazy left hook. Um, the reason why he's getting that title fight, if you don't know, at this point, um, Pereira and Izzy have some serious history together. They fought in kickboxing in a promotion called Glory in 2016 and 2017. And Izzy, who is known as 
the best kickboxer in UFC was beat twice by Pereira. He was knocked out in 2017 at the Glory of Heroes 7, and he lost by decision, unanimous decision, at the Glory of Heroes. Now, if you just look at those two wins, and you just, wow, Pereira knocked out Izzy, and he beat him by decision, Pereira's the better striker, then you're going to throw your money on Pereira. But as Izzy said, I heard him in an interview say, guys, listen, yes, Pereira's tough. Yes, he beat me twice. But before you guys just say, just start talking all this crap about how this guy's the, the guy to beat me, go watch those fights. So I took his advice and I watched those two fights where they kickboxed. And to be honest, I thought Izzy was the better kickboxer in both those fights. And the fight that he lost the decision, I actually thought he won. And the fight where he knocked out was, was knocked out by Pereira. I th- he was winning the fight. He looked great. He had dropped Pereira uh, maybe twice, once or twice in that fight. And it looked like he was on the verge of winning. But Pereira does have that crazy knockout power. He has a huge right hand, and he finishes strong with his, with his left hook. Always comes back with that dangerous left hook, as Sean Strickland, as we've seen with Sean, Sean Strickland fight, which was very impressive. Sean Strickland, talk about that fight for a little bit. Sean Strickland was walking forward on him. He was pitter-pattering him. Just, uh, you know, just common, common Sean Strickland look. And it looked like Sean Strickland was confusing Pereira a little bit. He didn't have any uh, respect for him. He kept walking forward, walking forward. It looked like he started. I, I, I like the way Sean Strickland was taking that fight on. And then, boom, he gets crushed by that left hook by Pereira, and he goes down, and that's night out. And that's, that's exactly what Pereira brings to the table. He's got this. He's got heavy, heavy hands. He's got heavy kicks. Super dangerous, but he's the slower fighter. Adesanya. His footwork is better. He's quicker with his hands. He's quicker with his kicks. I think he has better cardio than Pereira. He's had, he has more experience than Pereira. Um, this is really going to come down to the minds, the minds of both these fighters. They both have fought before. They, we don't know who's really the more confident fighter in there against each other. Only they do. I will tell you, though, as a if I was in Adesanya's at a science point of view, first you have those two fights. You know you were doing good in both those fights. Yes, you lost, but you know how this guy feels. You know you could beat him. Also, I'd be looking at Pereira, some of his earlier fights. There was a fight, there's some kickboxing fights that you could watch at Pereira where he lost. Just as some, you know, you find some chinks in the armor. As a as a champion, you're not looking at how good somebody is and how they're gonna beat you. You 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 obviously realize, okay, this guy's got a strong left hook, he's got good kickboxing. But let's see what I could do to take advantage of him. So if you look back, there was a fight that Pereira had his one of his first MMA fights. He's you know, he doesn't have many MMA fights. So a few years ago, I watched one of his fights and he got out grappled in one of the rounds and he got exhausted. And from that, he ended up getting beat up on the feet. And he he still looked dangerous, but this guy was tough. He ate his he ate his his left hook, he ate his crosses and kept coming forward. And Pereira looked exhausted and eventually was face down on his stomach, couldn't move anymore, and got finished with a rear naked choke. And let me tell you, the guy that beat him wasn't very impressive. Not super athletic, nothing like Israel Adesanya standing up. His ground game wasn't very good. So if I'm at Adesanya, I'm looking at that fight. Okay, there's a guy in there inside of Pereira that possibly can quit. You know, I know he's got better. He's been trained with Glover Teixeira. His jiu-jitsu, I'm sure, is way better. His wrestling is way better. I'm sure his cardio has got even better. At the end of the day, though, this is what Adesanya is looking at. 
he knows he's a guy that can quit, whether it's stand up or the ground, it still comes down to the heart. And uh, I think that's going to be a big factor in this fight. Let's move on to the co-main event. And by the way, I will be giving out, I will be giving my predictions a little bit later in the show in a different segment. So hold on to your seats for that one. I won't tell you guys what I'm thinking yet. Co-main event. We got Carlo Esparza versus Wiley Zhong for the, the strawweight title. All right, Carla Esparza will look to defend her title for the first time since regaining it back at UFC 274 against Rose Namajunas in probably the most boring fight I've ever seen, which was, you know, Carla's had tons of split decisions in her, in her career. A lot of her wins, you go up and down her record with decisions and split decisions and, you know, but she found a way to win those and get her hand raised. And that's why she was in the position that she's in. But for Rose Namajunas to go into a fight and have a boring fight like she had against Carla Esparza in their last one was very out of character. I love Rose. I think she's super aggressive, usually very good on the ground and on the feet. And it was weird how much she, she respected Carla. And I guess it's a testament to Carla and, and her wrestling. And there's a reason why Rose was worried. That being said, Wiley will look to gain back the title after losing it to Rose Namunas at UFC 261. She had lost twice to her. Um, now coming off a monster win against Joanna Jojacek at UFC 275. Wiley's super pumped to be back in the title hunt. And honestly, this is a great matchup for her. Kelly. Did you see Wiley, Wiley Zhong? I just keep saying her full name to practice it. <laughs> Wiley, did you see her pick up Francis Nagano, a heavyweight champion? The guy's about 300 pounds. There was a video that surfaced that the UFC had put out. I think ESPN put it out as well. Uh, they're at the UFC PI. They're training, getting ready for the fight. And she gets into a high crotch position and easily lifts Francis Nagano up the floor. Did you see that? Like he was a grocery bag. I was right? shocked. <laughs> she is so good. Um, Wiley's technically good on the feet and on the ground. Rose is another one who's on that level and uh, was able to beat Wiley twice. Honestly, I just don't see Carla. I know she's the champion. She deserves to be the champion, but I just don't see her on that level athletically, strength-wise. Can she get her down and, you know, get a decision, squeak a boring decision out? Is it possible? Yes. But I just think unlikely. It's going to be an interesting fight. But my, mo my my favorite fight of the night, other than the main event, is I would say the people's main event, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. We haven't seen Dustin Poirier in action in just about a year. He'll be looking to bounce back from his title loss to then the champion, Charles Oliveira, at UFC 269. Michael Chandler is looking to stay in the wing column after beating Tony Ferguson at UFC 274. They also have some beef, which I actually witnessed in person. I was hanging out with my son. We're at, uh, I forget the UFC event we were at, one of the pay-per-views in Vegas. And these guys start yapping back and forth. And I think it got caught on video and uh, went viral. And people are using that. Maybe the UFC is even using that to, to promote the fight. I don't know why they don't like each other. The only thing I can think of is maybe because they're both good-looking dudes who are family guys, family men, and they just want to – you know, they're pissed off at each other for, you know, the other guy thinking they're better looking and a better family man. So that's what it's going to come down to. Who's better looking and who's a better family man? And I don't know. They should probably come up with a new belt for that one, too. Um, I might be in the uh, running for that as well in the middleweight division. So I, I don't I'm down for UFC coming up with that one. <laughs> but um, when it comes to this fight, technically, Dustin Poirier, I think, is the more sound fighter, especially on the feet, crisper boxing less mistakes. Chandler, 
I would give him the edge on heart and determination and risk-taking, power, wrestling, but he does make mistakes. And I think Dustin Poirier is the type of guy who's going to be sneaking in, you know, those hands and during those mistakes. And it should be an interesting fight. Either way, it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a crazy fight. I don't think Chandler's ever been in a fight that's not fun. And same thing with Dustin Poirier. So I'm super exciting, excited about this fight. And uh, on top of it, for it to be, it's even more interesting now because you got Islam Makachev who beat Oliveira. If Oliveira was still a champion right now, these guys fighting, uh, I don't think it's a number one contender fight. I don't know because they both had lost to Oliveira already. But now that Makachev is a champion, I think a lot of people would love to see those two guys or the winner of these guys fight Makachev. In my opinion, especially Michael Chandler, because I think he has the better wrestling. We've seen what happened to Dustin Poirier against Khabib. So imagine what Islam's going to do to him. At least that's where my mind will go. Uh, we haven't seen Chandler against a guy like that. He's a two-time All-American at University of Missouri. Very good wrestling. I would actually favor his wrestling over Makachev's. I just think Makachev does utilize his wrestling a little bit more than Chandler. So that should be an interesting fight if he was able to win. Also on the card, one of my favorite fighters of all time, Frankie Edgar. This is his retirement fight. I love this guy. He is the best. Uh, there's nobody I know in the UFC who's tougher, who has more heart than him. He, his whole career has pretty much been at 155 pounds, where he's way, way small for that. And he, he won his belt. He retained his belt there. He had some amazing fights against BJ Penn and Gray Maynard. Had, had, had recently have had lots of ups and downs in his career. And this is it. This is his last fight. And he's coming in against a guy named Chris Gutierrez. I hope I'm not butchering it too bad. And um, Frankie is sitting at a plus 175 underdog to Chris. And I just hope he really gets this done. It's, in, it's on the main card. It's in New York City. Frankie's from Jersey. He's going to have a huge home crowd there supporting him. And I would just love to see him go out on top. He deserves it. So, Chris, I, hope, I just hope you get knocked out very quick. And uh, Frankie goes out there and dominates you. Thank you for that. Also on the card, another guy who I know pretty well, Dominic Reyes. Uh, he's fighting, he's fighting, um, who's he fighting? Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann is a guy who has been kind of up and down over the last couple of fights, but uh, has shown, you know, a lot of talent. That being said, Dominic Reyes is a guy who beat John Jones, in my opinion. He beat John Jones, but he lost on the cards. The, the, the judges gave it to Jones. And then ever since then, having a very close split decision loss to John Jones, He's kind of fell off. He lost another two after that. He got knocked out. He lost to um, Yuri Brahachka in his last fight. He was brutally knocked out with a bat, with a spinning back elbow, and then he also lost to Blackwitz. Am I saying Blackwitz's name right? No. What is it? No, it's Jan Blahovic. Blahovic. Yeah, he got he got knocked out by him too. But that doesn't take away how talented Dominic is. He's a big dude at two hundred five. He's sitting around about six foot four. He's a southpaw. He's got great boxing. And I would love to see him get back in the mix and get a win over Ryan Spann. So I'm excited about that fight. Uh, Dan Hooker is now fighting as well. He's fighting. Um, he's back. He's back up the lightweight. He's not cutting that crazy weight anymore. He's way too tall to be going down. But it's going to be interesting to see that, you know, see him back up to 155. He needs to get back into that title contention again. And, he's, you know, he's a big name. He's a, he's a name that people want to see fight. So hopefully he can pull it together.
MMA on Sirius XM is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Plus, catch Won't Back Down Radio, Unlocking the Cage, and MMA Today on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 and on the SXM app. SiriusXM Podcasts.